for no. Right. I came out of high school with the 910 SATs, and Montclair State said, all right, all right, whatever. Yeah, whatever. That's good. Got... That's, that's, those are numbers. Your dad works here, right? <laughs> <laughs> you are hired. Please make it out to MSC, Monkey State College. That, <laughs> hey, what do you call it, that? Why, why, what, why do you have an alumni love for Montclair State College? Well, in the 80s, that had the, Montclair State College had the best arcade in Montclair. Well, there was two arcades in Montclair. In yeah, we used to go to the student center. Yeah. It was the greatest. You're right about that. That was really cool. And then you, you would hang out and stuff like that. Yeah, and you'd be on campus. I remember you being in college. Yeah, I actually had, uh, tried to smoke a cigarette <laughs> on the campus of Montclair State. Pretty cool. I was a teenager. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. I didn't know what I was doing. So uh, in this movie, here we are in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, that's good. Picnic by table, the way, but... we're hearing the theme song to this movie this a second time, and it's like, let me just remember what it's like. Jose Simone, right? What's up with that picnic? These picnic tables? That's kind of old rat, right? It's just St. Louis, Missouri picnic tables in 1979. Well, yeah, around a roundabout. Wow, that's cool. Oh, here it is. For the top. I won't stop. I'm going to find my end of the rainbow. Reach for the top. I won't stop. End of the rainbow. It's catchy. I, I wrote a song for Changing lanes. Changing lanes. Drive my hands on the dryer. Turn and face the strange ch ch changing lanes. <laughs> hey, do you think that store sells shoes? <laughs> hose. The pack oh, hose. hose. The pack sir. I'd like uh, two hose, please. No, sir, it sells shoes. <laughs> shoes. I'm sorry. I, I read what I want to read. That isn't a dollar sign. It's an ass. Yes, sir. Top dollar hose. Top dollar hose. Okay, so he's not accepted into the PBA, so he's like, this is fucking bullshit. So he's going to like barge in on the PBA meeting and they'll uh -huh. vote and say, yes, he can be in. I meet your minimum requirements. Hell, I beat this guy. Don't they throw him in the gutter? Uh -huh. <laughs> Look at that typewriter. It's state of the art. Really? Yeah, good point. Oh, yeah. those pins are defective. Look at that. They're yeah. cut right in half. They're time-traveling pins that get caught in, in matter when they move Oh, back that's what? They rematerialize? Yeah, they got stuck in the wall. <laughs> Star Trek's greatest fear. One time that happened in my foot, and uh, it took, I was there for days. Was okay. there ever a Star Trek episode where they, like, uh, teleport into a tree or into a wall or something? No, there... No, there's ones in which they teleport into nothing because they don't make them materialize. So they're just out there in, in a beam of space. And there's another one in which, like, the transporter doesn't work. It, it, like, two things were, I don't know. It, it was a Vulcan who died. It was the first movie. Oh. Um, there is one time when it made a double. The transporter made a double of Kirk. He, became, he was like an evil Kirk. Really? Yeah, and there was this one great episode called Mirror Mirror in which the transporters, they materialize, but in a different, 
like a parallel universe with it that the Federation was an empire. That's that sounds like a Harlan uh, Ellison story right there. Mm-hmm. Look, he goes, I beat this guy, and he goes, Is Dick Weber's like, Is that right, Roy? He beat you, and he puts his head down in shame. In shame, hold your head. He goes, Look at my tie. This is a wide tie. I deserve to be in this. Yeah, look at the haircuts. Talk about bowl cuts, huh? Yeah. I'm so nervous. I'm acting like I'm nervous. I'm waiting. I'm in a waiting room. You see me tapping my foot here? What happened? What did they say? Oh, he's taking his tie off. Yeah. Yeah, The director's making it look like I didn't get it. So he can go, you got it! (laughs) I'm actually grateful you're spoiling this movie for me because... This movie sucks. This movie is like every sports fan... His, it's the only sports film I've ever seen in which the guy's a winner the whole time. This gotta be like, I've seen a lot of action films where the guy will never die and he kind of smirks his way. You, you've seen Hobbs and Shaw, right? Yes. Where they're looking at each other and gagging around while they're beating up people. You know, they're never going to die. Just unrealistic, but maybe that's okay. Okay, that's this right. is Spider. All right. And he's basically a sleaze who's after, you know, trying to get laid all the time. That's what that's his whole character. He's a uh, trying to get with the girls. He does have his best. His name's Matt Clark, and you probably know his face. Westerns? Yes, definitely Westerns. Uh Chester the Bartender in 1990 and Back to the Future Part Three and lots of TV. Oh my god, that was the Western one. Uh, the Legend of the Lone Ranger, but he was in Adventures. Of, you know, he was in Buckaroo Banzai, um, Heat of the Night. Was he? Uh, was he a renegade? What was? What, this, what was the name of uh, Banzai's crew? Oh, um, the Adventures of Buckaroo across like the Eighth Dimension. I don't remember. I think I do remember I that film was... pretty well, but yeah, I only remember. I saw it two years ago, and I so. That was Laugh while you can, the monkey boy. No, I, our dear friend Jonathan Second and I. That was the first time I got really drunk. We went oh. and we bought, we got a suitcase of beer, and then we went to uh, Fonseca's house. It's the high school. We had a video set recording of Bonsai, and we proceeded to drink so much beer that we couldn't watch the movie. And then we just uh, played in the snow at the Pat Park parking lot by his house. Wow, that's. That's a high school thing to do. <laughs> now, listen, he was in a movie you need to see immediately, The Outlaw Josie Wales. I heard about that. That's about yeah, a whale. Yeah, yeah. Mike, see that movie? What's wrong with you? I'm a Pell Ryder guy. He was in The Beguiled. Did you Do you know that one? Uh, is it Clint Eastwood? Because no. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. I guess... You just have a Clint Eastwood vacuum in your life. I do, uh, on purpose. Well, what about um, the ones he did in San Francisco? Uh, you know, uh, the gun the one. Harry's. Yeah. Dirty Harry. Lucky Punk. Yeah, Dirty Harry. What about those? Yeah. Well, Dirty Harry is great. Uh, if you ever okay. see Zodiac, you get to see the cops get pissed off at, at watching it because it was a ripoff of Zodiac. Uh-huh. They kind of loosely based uh, Scorpio. On, oh, uh, I see. Yeah, but that's it's a great. I mean, he's in Kizar Stadium, like putting his his foot to the guy's neck, and uh, that was good. And then what was the second one? The Enforcers or uh, Sudden Sudden Impact or some bullshit? Sudden. There was one with Tyndale. One with Tyndale. Like, 
there's like a secret cabal of San Francisco cops that are even more fascist than right. Harry. And then you thought Dirty Harry should be in it. And he's like, the system stinks, but until something better comes along, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, right. They get pissed off. You know, we're missing this film, and that's okay. Okay. Yeah, I you know. I love our show, but there's some times where we just don't. We, you, you know, some movies are so bad, you need somebody in the room. And that's what we did. <laughs> now, she is a very sexy woman, and Spider, of course, will go after her. Are you having tea during our show? Yeah. Are you making Hello. Legos like um, I'm in the studio. Brumba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss Paul Brumba. I do too. I like the comedian countdown thing, but he was No, it's comedian countdown thing is good. It's like we introduce the show and uh it's like you break away and come back. Yeah. I don't know, it's nice. But I just, I wish Paul, maybe we could just have him on as a guest if he'd be into it. I'll find out. Yeah, if he's into it. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it at that. Okay, so, so I don't know. Should I tell you what's going on? Right now, the spider was hitting on every girl, and the only one that kind of responded, I guess she thought that they were going to be boyfriend and girlfriend, and now she's seeing... Him with this sexy girl. Oh man, that is a good shot. Oh my yeah, goodness. Nice shot. Yeah, I mean, oh wow. Of wow. course, I'm talking about pool. Yeah. Oh, is this movie about pool now? Girl, look at that know? angle. Wait, wait, look at that angle. Mm -mm. It's, I mean, the camera angle. Now, I know, yeah, very sharp angles. Uh, we were from Montclair, New Jersey, and Montclair, New Jersey had a gigantic bowling alley at one yeah, yeah, that's on, was it on Bloomfield Avenue above? Yeah, uh, yeah, by the art museum. Right, 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 right. We had an art museum, a consumer electronics, and a bowling alley. And in the bowling alley, there was like a recruitment station. Yeah, the there was an army recruitment station, that's right. And there you know, was I got a, a bar. I got a call in high school, senior year. Hi, Mike, this is Sergeant whatever from the recruitment station at the bowling alley. I just want to confirm our appointment. <laughs> appointment? What appointment, sir? Oh, well, uh, your mother made you an appointment. She did? It's for yeah. today at four. No, it wasn't my mother. It was the Boy Scouts. He had the, got a mailing list. <laughs> wow, those <laughs> jerk fascists. But so besides the bowling, like a good bowling alley has a bar, and that's where you hang out. That's you know, the so draw. That's a dirty little secret of bowling. That's the draw. Yeah. Because, like, it's not just a bar. It's, like, a full-on countertop, so you can have lunch there, you know, like, and just sit and have beer. And so get the, bar food. And so you have a few, and then you go bowl a few, and it's fun to bowl a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, like, when I when I moved to the Upper Haight before uh, Amoeba Records opened up, Amoeba Records was a, a Haight Street Bowling. They had, like, uh -huh. punk rock bowling, but there was a bar in the bowling alley. And when I lived in the neighborhood, I would just go to that bar. That's cool. I could never pull, but it was a nice, quiet place, and for for most of the tables, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was classy. I mean, it was an upper. I mean, I hated it, but it was an upper hate. Oh yeah, it was upper hate. Now it he's like, lower. okay, so Harry is back, and he put down the option. We're gonna be bowling, dudes. We're gonna have a bowling lane. All you gotta do is do your part and win. No problem, Harry. And now the girlfriend's gonna be like. Telling me this? Yeah, right. Looks, he's mad. You're going to Peoria. 
Well, you can come with me. Jack Warden, don't Jack, ask me first. Do you think Jack Warden walks around with with luggage, regardless of what he's? Yeah, that's right, because it just looks the part with that yeah. kind of hat on. That hat, I can't wait to take the hat off. Yeah, yeah put that on the like luggage and take hat. my hat off. It's like a hat you would wear in the islands. It's not a cowboy hat. It's 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 brim is big enough. It's grubby chic. <laughs> it's grubby Shabby chic. chic. That's a good way to put it. Ragamuffin. Ragamuffin. Back when suits and hats meant something. Now, this Dick Weber, this famous uh, bowler, was instrumental in helping Tim Matheson, like, know how to do it and make a style that looked real, you know. I yeah. mean, he was in a bowling – Tim Matheson was in a – he kept score for bowlers. He made $10 a night. Um, he doesn't really have any connection. He had to start learning how to bowl as soon as they cast him in this. And he spent months. And and Dick Weber's son, for some reason, was his coach. Um, well, I guess Samantha wanted little Dick. Well, the thing was, he didn't really need to be a good bowler. He just needed to have the cool look. You know, the he had to do his swing right and do the. Right. Who cares if it really hit? You know, but many times in this film, he's shot from behind and he's striking. Well, you know, I don't really expect him to be falling. The thing is, if, you know, we don't know how many, you know, take five. Now, do you, he looks like a real bowler. I mean, when he walks, it looks like he has 10 pound balls. <laughs> That's right. It really does. And that hat he wears, that English hat, it's a bowler. It's a bowler. <laughs> <laughs> so did you ever call up the bowling alley and ask if they had 10 pound balls? <laughs> yes, I have done that. Uh <laughs> And I've asked uh, if your your computer if your refrigerator was running. I've done that one. Have you called the chicken basket? Remember the chicken basket? <laughs> no, but you used to, right? Yeah, it's and ask like how big the breasts were. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, one time, me and James Higgins, we looked up. Uh, we just were looking up dirty words in the phone book, and we came across uh, somebody penis. It was Penas, Mrs. Penis. So we called her. How about this, this penis? <laughs> She's like, it's Panas. That's my uh, lady voice today, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That lady killed herself shortly thereafter. No, she was laughing, and she goes, people always get that wrong. You naughty little children. Now lose my number. <laughs> she was okay. having a good time. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> Well, I think the last time I went bowling was in Japantown. Uh -huh. There's a there's, there's an also, alley. Yeah, um, and also the Presidio is you know it was a military base that became private land and uh, or decommissioned I guess, but they had a bowling alley uh, for the servicemen. And I think it's still open. The office was closed. Yeah, it used to be like there was always a bowling alley. Yawn. Why are we watching a movie about bowling? Talking about bowling. I mean, it's not exactly up my alley. <laughs> oh, man, we're running out of bowling puns, Carl. The movie's not even over yet. Now, Spider saw them fight, okay? So oh, he's over the house, sniffing around for pussy. And she's like, help me get his things out of here. And he's like, oh, no problem, darling. 
Along comes the spider. <laughs> That's right. And his name is Delbert. And at this one time, she goes, "Damn it, Delbert!" And he goes, "Delbert, I would." He goes, "If I will live to forty years old, I will never understand women." <laughs> now, the movie will get good here for like a minute twenty. No, maybe two minutes and a little. I don't know how long. the The movie's gonna get good. We should even turn up the sound. Okay. Uh, not yet, because they got to go inside and have a, a like Walter White fight Skyler scene. Oh, like Breaking Bad, Walter White. It's. I'm just saying, it's a relationship thing, and he's kicking. He's kicking him out. I need to be number one in your life, not bowling. Take this stupid trophy. I'm not competing with bowling. Isn't it? You had that conversation. Sandy gave you that conversation, but it was Pogs. <laughs> I'm not going to compete against Pogs, Carl. Uh, what is Pogs? What is that? It's pineapple, orange juice, guava. Those are the little bottle cap games where you. Uh... Uh, is it akin to like cup stacking? <laughs> yeah, they're little circular things. You you stack them up and then you try and knock them down and collect them. I'm not. I'm not being second to Pogs or your manager. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, how many vacuum okay. cleaners do they have? Go ahead and turn the volume trailer. up now. It'll the movie will get good. I'll come get it later. He, he she wants that car out, which hasn't driven in two years. All right. Oh shit! Yeah. He's just knocked by his car. Keep the sound on, because they're going to fight. All right, well, you can turn this thing off now. But... Okay, now the movie's going to go back to dumb, okay? He's How is it? To... Now, he really should be driving to Chicago. You see, she can't come with him to Chicago because she starts fights, and then he bowls bad, you know? So forget it. You're not coming with me. And then it's like, if I'm not coming with you, then we're breaking up. Yeah. And he's like, don't be crazy, girl. And she's like, but I am crazy. Somebody scripted this. Somebody wrote this into the script. And I'm a crazy person. And look, as soon as he's gone, she's crying. She regrets it. I mean, right. she wants him to turn around and say, okay, honey, you're more important to me than bullet. So he, of course, goes to Burgess Meredith's little shack there. Yeah. Because he's got to put his stuff somewhere. He's like, you haven't even left yet. You're going to be exhausted for the tournament. Yeah, he's always thinking about the game. Burgess Meredith, he's just, it's all about the match. That's right. Because he's reading a newspaper. God, this guy's such a character actor. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. I want you to chase this chicken. Chase this chicken. All the good bowlers get you. The greased lightning, if you could chase this chicken. Do you remember that from Rocky? Oh, he had to chase a chicken? No, I don't remember that. Oh, you don't? He goes, oh. he goes what are we doing out here? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab a chicken. You can't catch this chicken. If you can catch this chicken, you're grease lightning. <laughs> you oh, my God. Kidding? No. Okay, so. I got to watch it. I got to watch it. Well, did you see Krieg? Creed? Creed? I saw Creed. I haven't seen Creed 2. I do want to see it. I know that uh, Michael B. Jordan is directing himself in the third movie. Creed 3. 
well, in Creed, Creed, how do you say it? Creed? Creed. It's a good movie. To him, so, him and Tessa Sylvester too. Stallone says, you got to chase this chicken. He goes, what I got to chase chicken for? So he puts the ch- chicken down and the kid, what's his name, the actor? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, like, turns himself, positions himself and makes a beeline, chase, and just picks, he sort of scoops the chicken up. And he's like, Rocky's like, yeah, they make these chickens as fast as they used to be. You don't remember <laughs> that scene? Look, all I remember is that uh, Tessa Chu, uh, Thompson is uh, sitting there and she's like, jaw, jaw, we say jaw a lot. Remember that scene they're eating? Tessa Thompson? The, you mean the, the uh, Adrian? Yeah, the Adrian in the movie. She was in not in that movie. She had died, remember? Creed. No, no, I'm talking about Creed's love interest. Okay. Oh, right. I yeah. Go ahead. No, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, See, so the director's doing terrible stuff here. As you know, he's late to get out because of the girlfriend fight. Then he's late because he just dropped his stuff off instead of leaving it in his car. And now he's down at the side of the road. How tough is it for him, right? But the yeah. thing is, our hero is a winner. So, of course, he'll get picked up by a truck. Immediately. And then the truck will CB another truck. Is that the word? To the CB? Going to go, hey, good buddy, we got us. A, you know, who got can us. take him the other way for his bowling championship? So they hook up at a coffee. He's a winner. He's a winner. Yeah. Hey, hey, good buddy, we got a bowler. The people are checking their CB dictionary. What the fuck is a bowler? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, that's a CB glossary. What's it say? Suits? Suits America? Uh, some company suits America. It's close. So, um, botany suits America. So, uh, what about his car? He just abandoned it. And he loves that car. He bought it from this trophy, from his money uh, winnings. All right, never mind. Who? Why should I care about this belt? No, doesn't that, that truck have to go? Work? We got to go to Prices Right. We got to get the host a suit. Remember they always say at the end of the talk show, suits provided by Richard Dawson. Suit provided by Bondi Five Hundred. Right for free. Yeah. Da da da. Make the cheaper shop. I won't stop. Gonna find my end of the rainbow, make it to the top. What song again? There you go. Sorry, sorry, I didn't have any gas or grass. Right. But if he did, if it was that kind of film, he would get it because see, he's switching trucks now because they call the you know, hey, good buddy. We're gonna get it to help you win that contest. This is totally unbelievable. There hasn't been a single orangutan in a truck at all. I know. They don't know truckers of the 70s like we do. You need like a Clyde or a bear, the bear. Do you remember when BJ had a orangutan in his car and he called it a bear? That's right, BJ and the bear. And that was straight off that movie too. It was named after like a professional coach, like a, a football coach, bear something. Ah. BJ the bear. BJ the bear. That sounds like a horrible weekend camping. 
Oh, it sounds like the greatest gay porn movie ever. <laughs> oh, Bear! Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, and BJ. Dude, I'm doing the heavy lifting today. No, I was with you on the BJ from the start. That's why I was going to be a hell of a camper, but you were better. You threw in the be the bear. God, that mustache must have retired early. Well, this guy doesn't like him because he was the one he busted in on and ruined his yeah. So he made it there, and he's like, you're late. You missed the rules. You're blah, 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 blah. The, here's the guy he beat to get here. And he goes, by the way, he didn't tell you about the so-and-so rule. And he goes, well, well, what's the so-and-so rule? He's trying to, like, freak him out, you know, psych him out. God, I miss fucking lockers. Remember, like, before 9-11, if you wanted to leave some secret suitcase, yep. you go to the airport? Yeah. The Greyhound Terminal? Yeah, it was really cool. It was really neat. The idea that you would want to leave something as you got on the train and went somewhere, yeah. kind of weird. But, uh... That was the service it provided, and you could just, you know, get shorty. You could just drop off something for someone. Yeah, I don't think it was, like, so they were originally meant for, you're absolutely right. I would go to uh, Penn Station, I would leave something in a locker, and then I like would take the Amtrak. or something. Yeah, and then i take the Amtrak to Boston, and then when i come back, i pick up my stuff. It actually doesn't make any sense. Yep, it doesn't make any sense. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We got a long way to go. And Going over the top. Time to get there. Oh, sweet Lord, I'm just a bowler. <laughs> yeah, remember Howard, uh, what's his, Les Nesman, no. Uh, Dr. Johnny Fever last episode, he was a lover of Janis Joplin. Oh, Munchie Strikes Back, he was singing right. Janis Joplin? He, yeah, he was uh, arrested. He spent a lot of time in San Francisco. He knew her there. He got arrested for pot in 66. Are you talking Johnny about Howard Nesman? I thought you were talking about Munchie, the character he plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any woman would. Well, actually, he does make things appear, right? I don't think anyone would want to fuck. I don't, I don't think anyone wants to fuck Munchie. No. It's a kid's a, movie. No one's going to fuck human. Oh, there's other puppets in the sea. Yes, right. Like, uh, like, who would I bang? Mrs. Pig, Miss Piggy. Okay, so this is um, like, you know, you're dumb to break up with Spider, and I know, and I don't. This movie sucks, man. This movie's stupid. I have to say, like, this director is strange. We're two thirds into this movie, and nothing's really happened. Yeah. He made it the, you know, like. The third act is just going to be this contest. So that's it. Yeah, that's right. Well, no, there's more to come. He's going to go win something that gets him he to to have the 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 round that's the big shot to to beat the big. You know, he got into the PBA. He's going to be in the big one. He's going to go up against all of that the the um champion league bowlers. I don't know, and he'll win it all. So we got a ways to go, unfortunately. One time I was watching Fox uh, Movie Channel, and the the president of Fox Movie Channel was uh, hosting Anthem of the Paradise, and he's like, that's where I met my wife, Jessica Harper. Really? Yeah. I think she was there, like modern day, just, just it was it Harper or Lang, I forget. 
I do. I I I I I. He said he 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 uh he saw the movie and he fell in love with her and when they they got married. Um, I think that um, who was it in me myself and Irene Renee Zellweger? I think she married that singer without really knowing him. No, oh, what was it? Lyle Lovett. Somebody saw the movie um, to, to, uh, McGuire, you know, the yeah, Jerry McGuire. Jerry McGuire. And then they fell in love with the character and asked Ren Renee Zellweger to marry. And she said yes. And of course, she's not. She's an actress. She wasn't the person. Don't you know this story? No, I guess not. They got divorced almost right away. But why would Renee say yes? Who knows? Maybe she's in character. Okay, so what's happening now is a fight. It's basically, you know, why don't you leave him alone? Let him bowl. Um, you can't leave him alone because you're a washed up loser, you know, because losers teach. Those who can't do teach. And it's hurting right, right. his heart, you know, he really. Look how pain he is. He's breathing through his mouth. <laughs> He's such a good actor. He will bowl on his own solo. And have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. So does she show up to the to the finals, or does she yes, just stay the here? The short answer is yeah. I mean, to, the spoiler is yes. They will mend by that point. He's like the warden's dead. I watched him die in the lane. Right. Well, see, that's the weird thing. He doesn't die in the lane. He's alive at the hospital, but we never see when he dies. But he does die. It's a very bad choice in in the writing to not of course you're going to show us the death of Burgess Meredith you know right. but they don't don't you think this is good direction with the camera panning back I would um I guess this film had a serious cinematographer this film had a serious budget everyone who worked on this film thought it was going to be a big success I yeah. read this Robert Ebert um review of it and he had gone out to hollywood and talked with the marketing person the marketing person was like there's this many bowlers in in the united states and this and if each one brings a friend and he was like this is going to be bigger than star wars i mean they were all believing oh god yeah i don't think that. this film tanked but okay if he who's resetting the pins if he keeps Who's watching the bowling alleys? He's the only one there. Now watch. Well, he, he, keeps, there. he keeps missing. Okay, she's in the car, and she's feeling guilty. So she's going to go back in. For, for some reason, the director intercuts this with the uh, game he's doing. I don't well, know if it's a good choice, but he does Sem it. Television, televised bowling from the 70s? What a treat, right? Like the audience members are all unique, and uh, they're dead serious when they bowl. <laughs> Except for celebrity bowling, that they kind of make jokes. Yeah, celebrity bowling was a gimmick. Yeah. So look, he sees him bowling on his own, and it's like not doing very well. He, you know, he's a fat guy now. He can't. He's remembering his form, but so he will stress himself and give himself a heart attack. He he gets <laughs> shocked by her. And she thinks that she's responsible for the heart attack. Well, I mean, why is he bowling if not because he was shaken up by what she said? Right. You're a loser. You 
teach. You you can't do. You just teach. Ah! Uh, oh, the script said my heart hurts. Oh, my arm is tingling. I saw toes. Am I doing this right? And roll them. I'm I'm acting. So he's she's like oh, I'm sorry. I'll call a doctor. She's really sorry. She's got the nitroglycerin pill. Oh, nitroglycerin pills. That's old school. No, no, that's no, that's my cyanide. Oh, these nitroglycerin pills taste like Altoids. Fuck. Uh, it's a placebo. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, are they flammable? Like, can you light a nitroglycerin? That's a great, great, great question. Good question. That would be really interesting. I mean, boom. Uh, when did they stop selling those over the counter? What is that flaming ice cream, but like burnt Alaska, right? Uh, baked Alaska. Baked Alaska, right. So you're having your nitroglycerin pill, and then your wife gives you a spoonful of, taste this, honey. Stop him. You know, I used to, I used to serve like flame flambe. Uh, at the uh, catering you, job. I'm sorry, just for the film. For yeah. The, did you see the slide he did? The rock star slide? Yeah, the rock star slide. He's a rock star. Yeah. I think that they really should have done more of that sort of thing just to give us something to look at already, you know? So he wins this while we watch his uh, mentor have a heart attack. That's, that's the dramatic, the drama here. The drama. Yes, and the girlfriend is all wrapped up in it because she has some real guilt feelings that she doesn't deserve. Um, so look, he's got his car back, the car he abandoned on the side of the road. Has he's driving back. He's, is this trophy in the passenger seat? Yeah, he takes it with him to show everybody, but they're all gloomy, unlike the beginning. Right? Yeah, and that's he doesn't right. know why. So he goes to show it to Jack, but Jack's not there. It isn't Jack, it's Harry. Sorry. Jack Warden. Yeah, okay. That's Look at these why video I said games. Yeah. Look at these video games from the seventies. No one's even touching them. <laughs> Look at the pro shop, man. You could buy a shirt. Yeah. It's got pictures of bowlers. There's no Harry though. Yeah, and he's got to tell him Harry's at the hospital. So he goes and finds. Remember, they horribly fought. She kicked him out of the house. He knocked the car into the, you know, they're seeing themselves for the first time here. So. He really I brought mean, the trophy? Yeah, because. He put it down there. Jack <laughs> Warden said that that's what he wanted. He goes, I'll give you this trophy for coaching me. And he goes, no, I want the next one. The one that's going to get you to the championship. So I guess that's why he brought it. But he oh, always oh. brings it. But he brings it, he just drops it off in the hospital. Like, you know, it's kind of rude. Rude? Uh, if I came into a hospital with a bowling trophy, right? Oh, my God, Michael, this is a movie. What he's doing is presenting. Look what, you, look what we did. We did this together, boss. You'll see in a minute. I got, I got some bad news about Harry. Uh, do you want to sit down? Well, no, no, let me just put my bowling trophy down here in the, in the waiting room. Is there a, a like countertop reserved for trophies that you can place? <laughs> oh, I will have none of this. Ah, got it. I just flew back from college. You know, they're not black um, nuns' outfits because they're nurses. They're nurses, um, yeah. Look at that gun he's bringing in there, right? 
Those Wait, his arms? Those are those are guns, all right. Oh, two guns, right? That's how he does. Yeah. Hey, are aren't you Jack Warden? May I do a selfie? Now's not the time. Thank you. Click, click. <laughs> not the time. Kate, I'm in the hospital bed. Just one selfie was recorded. Thank you, Jack. If you if you object, just raise your hand. Kid, kid, I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, it looks like looks like you're not objecting. Thank you, Vincent. I'm not Vincent. That's now, you see how he's alive, right? We're not going to see him again. This is the last scene we see him again, and I don't even know when we hear that he died. So he's moving on, though. He's like, I got to keep going with my life. Uh, no. Uh, as a matter of fact, right now he's reflecting with the girlfriend. Maybe I ought to give up bowling and you and me just get married and, you know, saying everything the girlfriend wants. And then he's like, she, it's lukewarm, but she's the one who's, no, it's really, she's like, do you really want that? And he's like, I guess not. Let me hear. Is that what you want? She says. No. No. I just don't ever want to be without you again. <laughs> That's what this movie's chock full of, and it's good the sound is off. Oh, I know. Like, no disrespect to Bill Conti, but jeez, tone it down. Bill Conti did the music. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, he's, they're, they're acting and the music's, you know, dramatic. Yeah, there's well. mellow. It's just, look at this poorly done, self-reflecting scene. We must be around 45 minutes. Let me look at this. Oh, my God. I've never seen a t-shirt no, like that without later. letters on it. <laughs> that's right yeah carl says i would customize my t-shirt no i i think uh, like an izod or you know back then they didn't have advertisements on their clothes remember oh no there's got to be star star wars t-shirts and but you uh, would see like do you remember you used to see like mr bubbles yeah, right. Well, you know, that was like they, the first time there was like a commercial, but the next thing you know, it's Adidas and Nike, and everyone's wearing shirts that say brand names. Yeah, I used to. I watched the Bad News Bears trilogy, and you know, the the one of the kids, the the big kid, he's like, you know, they would they have these custom T-shirts where they would have phrases on it, like you know, uh, Mr. Wonderful or whatever. But by the third movie, when they go to Japan. There's one kid who's like a born again Christian. Every oh. T-shirt is a customized shirt that says either Jesus saves or you know, oh. like, or a picture of Christ on it. And actually, one kid who's the grandson of Gummo Marks, uh, he has a T-shirt that says Jews for Jesus. Really? Yeah, I like a customized Jesus is like really a Christian, or well, of course it is, but I'm saying it's like a, um, it's a trick. <laughs> well, you can't you can't argue that logic, Carl. <laughs> okay, He's so hurt. this is this is the custom ball. We were talking about Rocky at the time in which he was giving it to him. So it's like a symbolic, you know, like, so is he dead? Is Jack Warden dead? Maybe. I don't know. He act, He's acting like he is, and we'll never see him again. Right. He's not one of the, the regulars either. That's a nice angle, right? Mm-mm. Oh yeah, well done. 
yeah. professional cinematographer right now. Ooh, that is a great shot. Um, the, you know, the cinematographer. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's dated. It's seventies, but you know, you got got to give it up for the classic. <laughs> Those slacks she's wearing. Yeah. Yeah, all the clothes are like very nondescript. But I mean, the slack is perfect for what it shows off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, Mike. Come on. Where's come? Come on with me. Come down this path. Oh, I'm going now. Look at this guy. He's like, I'm sitting in your desk with my feet on your desk. Power move. No, he's the boss. He's the big boss. Oh, I see. Yeah, the whole thing, he offers them a partnership with the thing, and he declines it. it was, it's kind of doesn't make sense for the plot. Uh, oh, so he could be, he could have his own bowling alley with this guy. Well, no, he's he's saying, how about I sell you a portion of Bullshit Lanes? Oh, really? That's Mr. Call Me Frank! <laughs> he's, you know. Go ahead, oh, turn it on. He's pitching him. I'm looking at Tim Madison's cleavage right now. Yeah, that's right. And there's no chest hair, right? Wasn't that the movie of chains and chest hair? And you're yeah. Italian. Oh, I did it again. I hit the I hit the person. I damn it, Mike. We have an audience at home. I know. Well, I got to keep going. A minute okay. fourteen and five. A minute fourteen okay. and ten. Okay, I'll, I'll catch up. I'm not that far. Okay. So basically, it's declined, and he's got no problem with it. Now they're friends again. I'm at uh, a minute fourteen twenty-two. A minute fourteen. You'll catch up, right? Yeah. Want me to tell you a certain time? Uh, just tell me the time you're on. I'm at one fourteen forty-two. Okay, I'm at thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six. So somehow you're ahead of me. It's it's working. So yeah. good luck in Chicago. Thank you too. Yeah, right too. Now look, look at the, how how friendly they are. You know, mm mm mm. Well, I think people in bowling alleys are the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did a, a show in a bowling alley. Uh -huh. and, uh, it was good. Like every, it was in the bar, and it was packed. The guy who ran the show, uh, Miles, uh, he had like his name Ryan Fires, so it would be like Miles likes fire. I forget. But he was a good guy, and it was a good uh -huh. show. And but it was just nice because you know it was in the middle of nowhere technically, and everyone in town was like psyched to see a comedy show in the bar, and yeah, it was like standing room, cool. and it was good. I don't know. I get to use a bathroom. I like using the bathroom in bowling alleys. They're cool. <laughs> what else? You get the biorhythm machine. Remember the biorhythm machine? You stick your finger in. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And there would be the um, the horoscope one. Okay. Oh, name right. other say, movies. What's that? Name other bowling movies. Oh, well, there's Kingpin. Yes. Which is very clever because you figured they would go with a pun about balls, but said they did pin. Right. Right. They went right mm -hmm. to the right, right to the dick. And uh, it had Bill Murray yeah. in it. Yeah. Oh, and that was like Randy Quaid's last good movie. Oh, was it? I mean, he was great in that. He was goofy in that, but that was his job. But what's that the other bowling movies? Oh, oh, hang on. There's Kingpin and there's um, Kingpin. No, wait. Well, give me a hint. Uh, 
I just checked in to see what condition my condition was in. I know that song. Okay, that creep can roll. Okay, yeah. okay. Just uh, go ahead, tell me. All right, all right. Nobody's trying to scam anybody here. No, you're just looking for a free handout. Why can't I figure it out? Uh, okay, it's <laughs> it's the Big Lebowski. Oh, right, of course. Oh, yes, that song, of course. God, how weird. It's a cult movie, and people know that movie by heart, and I couldn't even figure it out. I know it like you know Godfather. I don't really know Godfather that well. I mean, I've seen it a hundred times, but... You do so. Listen, I'll tell you this. It's like sometimes you love something so much that you don't want to memorize it, and then I purposely kind of like half listen, you know, just so it'll be kind of fresh when I see it. Again. Then Fredo to take us to Mickey Mouse nightclub. That's the way Pop wanted it. That's the way I wanted it. You know every line <laughs> of that movie. Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, I recognize it. It's like doing doing the prayers. I could do the first, the Brukata and I part. Well, all right, all right. Tell me. I want you to tell me the part where. Gosh, we're not listening to the movie. I'm going to interrupt when sucks. the cops come in. I'm going to interrupt when. Uh... Okay. I want you to tell enough. me the scene That's in which. Okay. You you do the rest of it, right? Michael Corleone. Okay. I mean, yeah. Michael Corleone says, they want to have a meeting with me, right? Let's set well, the meeting. meeting. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at our little baby boy. Huh? Hey. Hey. Oh, yeah, insult you. Oh, he goes, and then we'll kill him. Whoa! Listen, I don't want my brother walking out of the bathroom with his dick in his hands. Just his dick in his hands. <laughs> oh, I heard a great story. Some woman was saying that she had a job, and uh, there was a guy that was angry that the meeting started late. And he's like, I'm uh -huh. just sitting here with my dick in my hands. <laughs> and that day, he was fired. Ah! Yeah. Boom! <laughs> okay, now we have the big, big championship. And that's the real-life dick... Um, uh, Morris. Weber. Weber. And he's Holy the Jesus. real life bowling guy. And it's going to go up against him. Okay, so, you know, it's a typical sports movie. Everybody's watching at home. He's like, oh, I'm not going to try to beat Dick Weber. I'm just going to try to beat the pins, you know. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The YouTube title for this movie says Dreamer Dick Weber stars in this 1979 movie. Right, because it's yeah. more about bowling than the film. It's. Oh, That's another just, example of how the internet I just thought was, you know. I got bowling. another bowling for you. Okay, uh, great. That's terrific. Do you want me to give you a hand? No, but what happened to, uh, we have a black, a black exploitation film to cover. No, 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 no. I, I just thought of another bowling movie. The, oh, okay, okay, go ahead. Let me write Hey, it. I'll give you, do you want me to give you a hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, this red stuff I'm drinking, it's really good. Is, is it Kool-Aid? Did you put Kool-Aid in there? It's There Will Be Blood. You ever seen the movie There Will Be Blood? James, James, um, yeah. And he goes, if I have a milkshake. Right, the milkshake. you have a milkshake. I'm going to drink your milkshake. He had a I bowling a alley. He had his own bowling alley. Yeah. And at the end, he beats up that, that asshole. Uh, the twin, the twin. Yeah. With the pin. Yeah. That's, that's good. A good example. I mean, that's a stretch, though, to call it a bowling movie, but it has a bowling scene. And, and we saw what Werewolf of Washington. 
Remember yeah. the the White House had the private bowling lane in that movie? Right, I do remember that. <clears throat> if we ever get a TV show and we have to do movies that have no, you know, nobody's got the copyright, we got it. Yeah. We got to do which one? Oh, we're, that we're, one has we're, nobody owns the rights to that. Nobody owns the rights. Yeah, I'm down with that. Okay, look, the cops show up. They're looking uh -oh. for Dreamer. And the reason is his vehicle, a vehicle registered him, to, is blocking a major waterway. Like it, it floated, what? it jammed up the, but like between the, you know, when the river got narrow. So he left his car. And then he got his car, but his car also went into the riverway. And no, the cops he, were... Okay, so he had his new car, and the car that didn't work for two years, she was like, I want it out of here. So he smashed it into the Oh, river. right, into the riverway. I remember that. I thought that the was... cops show up, and they're like, a car registered to, you know, as blocking a major waterway. But he's not even in that state, right? They, they, they say, oh, yeah, there he is. He's on the look, look, look. It's a fucking spare. For the first time in this movie, you saw somebody bowl and it wasn't a strike. What is he going to do, Mike? Wait a minute. It's, if it's a spare, he still gets 10 points. But if you're oh, opponent, you're getting strikes. Oh, seven, ten. Damn, he did it, Carl. He's a winner. Whoa. <laughs> you are ahead of me or something. He did it. He's a winner. Hey, that's a yeah, Me too. I agree. Yay. And girlfriend's into it for the first time ever. She learned her place. Oh, I don't like how they scripted her. Yeah, it would have. I, I don't know. There wasn't really much there, to be honest with you. She made that shirt for him. It says Dreamer on it. Oh, He's bowling really? with Jack Warden's bowling ball. Look at him, man. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, what? I've been had a strike every single time I've ever bowled in my life. <laughs> oh, look at these guys. Look at Neckbeard. Oh, yes. Yeah. That is such, I mean, those are the most judgiest people, those, yeah. those beards. Oh, oh, oh that, 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 that. yeah. Got it. He won. Yay, even yeah. the cops are into it now. It's a movie. Yeah. It's okay, a total now. movie. Look, look. He's going to get, yeah. He got a spare. So we're like tied up. Oh, what's going to happen? Got a strike. Look at him bowl. He does it right. Another strike. Jeez, how long can they do this? Three round, uh, 30 rounds? The thing is, that spare should have been our final segment because we'll just see the exact same thing again for the final, final. Who's you know, bowling, bowling a perfect game is boring, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you get a strike. That's great. You get a strike. That's great. You get a strike. Okay, yeah, that's great. You get a strike. Uh, yeah. All right. You I got three strike, strikes uh, and you were out already. Yeah, right. Okay, now we're in the final, 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 final. So we get on, Dick close ups and stuff. And here comes Dick Weber, and oh no, which is good for our hero. That was a good throw, though. He's got a chance now. Dreamer's now got a chance. Dream a little dream for me. That's He's not really dreaming, he's actually doing it. Oh, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. No perfect game. No. Now, this means Streamer has a chance, the only chance, to win. Huh. 
Look at that old timey TV with its clock. Oh, with the fake, channel. with the fake visual. That's the worst. That's and not the have, worst. They have the UHF for uh, the farm report. Yeah. Well, no, it's like we, we discussed this. There's a different frame rate for movies and television. So when they show TV on movies, it's different footage that they uh, they superimpose. So that's, that's right. They superimpose. Yeah, it's not literally. So you never would see that on TV. Maybe. Nope. Okay, he's got to get this spare, or it's all over. If he and it's a very difficult spare. Will he do it, Mike? Uh, I don't know. He did it. He did it. I'm, I'm ahead. Whoopty-doo. <laughs> oh. You know everything, right? Look at this golf clapping. It's like oh. that paycheck movie where you just know, like, a couple seconds in the future. Oh, right, yeah. I'm, I'm Ben Affleck. I'm, ben, I'm paycheck. <laughs> paycheck. Now, uh, like, hey, Ben. He's stalling. He's saying one of those pins isn't set up right. And the thing Whoever is, we is. never find out if he's stalling out of fear or if it really isn't set up right. They're just speculating the judges. So they got nothing going on at this point. Yeah, I don't know why. I think that they're trying to give a suspense, like what's going to be the outcome? All right, fine. I'll bowl with a crooked pin. Mr. Ref, who doesn't like me because I busted in on his meeting. Yeah. Please keep your 70s clothes quiet. This is a tense moment. <laughs> you, can't, you can't help it with the suede pants. Bell bottoms. Bam! Strike yeah, the winner! Gonna, gonna fly now. He's like on the ground. Flying high now. Oh, everyone's celebrating in two different locations. Feel good. It's feel good. Gonna yeah, no, fly listen, now. Should... You're the greatest person in the world. You're the greatest person in the world. Rocky da, da, da. And your girlfriend gets to go on someone's shoulders too? It must be a movie. I'm looking at the comments on the YouTube channel. and People are saying this is the most realistic Chance Holton two years ago. This movie okay. was the best representation of bowling I have ever seen. No, but okay. So they really did coach him right to exactly look like a pro bowler, to do all the right. And he was just acting, mimicking, you know what I mean? But yeah. he nails it, according to the internet. Yay, It's we're still celebrating because it's been a long-ass movie. Goodness gracious. There was nothing going on in this movie, right? Like, at least Kingpin, they had various... Oh, did it just freeze frame on me? Yes. No, that's okay. It's it's intentional. And then the Happy Day swipe. Now we are uh, later, like a long time later, and... The, the best bowling alley? They own it. Is it called Warren's Memorial right. Bowling? Right. It's the memorial, Harry White. I was just fucking joking, Carl. Dreamer and, look, and, and they're married. Karen Lee Nuttingham. They're married now. So we Nuttingham. learn that he's dead. They made. They bought the bowling alley and they got married. So the end credits are playing on this neon sign, which means that this is not a real neon sign. <laughs> it's a real neon sign, but the end credits are superimposed. But they really made one that said the Jack, the, the Harry Walton Memorial Bowling Alley. For this film had a budget in 1979. It had millions of dollars, you know. Yeah, Dick Weber, here's all the, the ringers. 
Well, Carl, this is your fifth time seeing it. What do you think of this movie? This movie is really bad. Everything about it's bad. Like (laughs) he he pushed the car into the river. That was the only time I was like on the edge of my seat. When he went down like a rock star, when he, you know, he did a slide. That was the second time I was like, oh, this is, that's, that was, (laughs) this movie is so flat. Listen, the commentary here, I'm reading the one about the guy. So in all caps. Yeah. <clears throat> I would love to have a copy of this movie. It was filmed in Alton, Illinois. My yeah. mother and dad were in it. My dad was a gentleman who hands him the winning check, and my mom kisses Tim. <laughs> love yeah. for my grandchildren to have a copy of this special time in our family. I got to yell at it. It's all caps. I am so thrilled to see it. Thank you. I have tried to buy a copy, but too expensive. Too expensive? At Spend the money on your family heritage. $100 for a VHS copy? Jesus. Do it. Do it. Listen, this director is strange. He picks weird topics and then doesn't deliver. This is no exception. Uh, it's kind of cool to watch 70s professional bullying. I will give it that. That's probably why this movie is a cult film. But uh, It is exactly. Yeah. So if you want to see Dick Weber in the 70s, Vincent Stick, you should check this movie out. But Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Horrific. So the director we like, the one who I can't remember his name, he made one other theatrically released movie and then like 25 TV movies. So I think we're done with them right now. Uh, did he really make one more? Um... Theatrical, yeah, which is not on YouTube. Otherwise, we would watch it. Oh, so good. Noel Nosick, four feature films for four major studios as well as independents, 20-year career directing, producing television, 27 television movies for all networks, several cable outlets, Five television pilots, 25 hours of episodic TV, teaches directing at the University of Southern California. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, that has been Dreamer. We hope you enjoyed the movie. Maybe you're a bowling fan or or live in Illinois. Maybe your dad kissed, maybe your mom kissed him. Uh, But we hope you enjoyed that experience. Uh, I did not. So our next movie, I am really excited. I've been reading about this film for years in Psychotronic Movie Guide, and it's there. Of course, I'm talking about 1973 Jim Brown extravaganza, Slaughter's Big Ripoff. Carl, Slaughter's Big Ripoff, 1973. Trailer. There is. I found one. It's uh, hosted by uh, Raf Zahn, 9090. Okay. Two-minute trailer. Rats on Zon 9090, two minute trailer. Slaughter's Big Riff Off 1973 trailer. I'm pressing play. I'm hitting pause. I assume you'll do the audio, or what would you like? Yeah, I'll do the audio. Let me uh, get him slightly. Okay. And three. Let me make sure I got the volume cranked up. Three, two, one, go. Jeff. Hey, yo, you jab, hustling. <laughs> jab. Not Gaff? Oh, you, you crossed up some, some big people. 
They got a lot of friends up here who want to see you dead. Hey, what happens in next day? Bye, plane. Oh, bye, plane. Bye, plane. I suggest you start looking. Ed McMahon, the big enemy. They wanted slaughter dead. And now I got a big problem. This one man, how bad can he be? He slaughtered. Yeah, this is what what attracted me was that Ed McMahon played the played the bad guy in this Jim Rutland movie, and I was just like, yeah. wow. He he was in. Uh, he usually plays himself. You know how like uh, Bill Maher, sure. Leno, or Johnny Carson would play themselves. Sure. Like Jodie Foster after a day of work turns on the TV and there's like, hey, have you seen this in the newspaper? Have uh, you heard about Foster's this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? There's a nurse who looks like Jodie Foster, and uh, she's uh, she's holding up the hospital to take care of her son. Oh, that was John. Oh, 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 oh. No more volume. As Reynolds, he's the detective. Uh. Big ripoff. That's so funny because the movie. Like, do they mean yeah. they're ripping us off as a public? Like, Slaughter's yeah. Big Ripoff. Well, there's Shaft's Big, uh, what was the second movie called? Shaft's Big Deal or something like that? Or Pee Wee's Big score. Adventure? No, there was Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It was Shaft's Big Score. Ah, okay. And, Shaft's Big score. Yeah, so they probably said, let's do a ripoff of Shaft's Big Score. But we got to think of a title. I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the working title. It's a ripoff of. Oh, uh, never mind. Yeah, that's right. It's a ripoff. That's a good one, Mike. Yeah, it is a ripoff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're excited as much as we are. We're finally going to see Ed McMahon as the bad guy in Slaughter's Big Ripoff. Uh, you know, they mentioned James Brown did the soundtrack at the end credits, but yeah, I understand. There's later versions. They took out the James Brown score. When it was oh. Now we saw a film with the real James Brown in the middle of the movie. That was the best. Yeah, ever. that was the skiing surfing movie. Ski party. Ski party. Yeah, with with uh, fucking. Uh, and that's Budicello's opposite. Um, yeah. Frankie. Frankie Avalon, right? Yeah. And another guy who had a little fame. We forget his name. I do, but uh, they were trying to be. They thought of themselves as a comedic team, and it was really going to work out. The film was fun, especially for your show. Yeah. All right. We'll take that. Carl, uh, anything exciting happening? Anything you want to promote or plug? or? No, I can brag that I'm hosting Scotty's every weekend. I think that carlsucks.com is not – I mean, I know it's not updated, but the only place for me to plug. Someday you and me will have a Zoom show. I don't know when. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But I am on this podcast each week on Sunday on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, we stop plugging that. Oh, that's that. Yeah, this right. Is the show. Already listening. This is the show. <laughs> yeah, I like to promote my podcast. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our show. We want to thank Mutiny Radio for, of course, gracefully hosting us every Sunday. Keep listening if you're streaming. There's some always some exciting stuff. Uh, there could be a live show after us. So, you know, keep keep tuned and check out their other shows. Black, uh, Flat Black Plastic, right? We like that show. And uh, I don't know. Check it out. I'm not a website. 
Right. Carl, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you for watching Dreamer four times and, and taking notes. You're welcome. You're so Holy. welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, we'll see you guys next Sunday. Thank you very much. Uh, this is the warmest October day that I ever saw today. So we skipped practice, Tony and Yogi and I, and decided to take a little ride down to the ferry and over to Staten Island. After polishing off a hero at Lucy's, we hopped on the back fender of the 2nd Avenue bus and rode down to the ferry basin. Once I fell off a bus like that on a sharp turn and almost got my balls crushed under the back wheel. But this ride was smooth enough 
and we got off and deposited our nickels in the turnstiles and were off. Just as the boat is pulling out of the dock, Tony takes out a bottle of Carbona cleaning fluid and a few rags and suggests that we do a little sniffing to get high. I was up for the idea because Carbona is one of the finest cheap highs you can get, even stronger than model airplane glue. We slipped up to the top deck of the ship and wet our rags and raised them to our faces. After four deep whiffs, we were sailing someplace else. Bells ringing through my ears and little lights flashing through my eyes. I pictured myself paddling across a river with black water. Only the canoe was going backwards instead of forwards with clouds that were faces laughing spooky funhouse laughs which wouldn't stop echoing. More sniffs and more freaky visions, the ringing bell sound just getting louder the more I breathed this stuff into my lungs. I kept it up for about 10 minutes, but by then I was getting too dizzy to handle it and I had to fling down the rag and make it to the side rail, sick as possible. I began puking wildly. My eyes felt like bowling balls and they were watering like mad. Tony and Yogi had done themselves in too and they ran over to join in the ceremony. Then we recovered enough to hear shouts from the bottom deck and wiping off our eyes, we realized we had zeroed in all over the head of some dude. More unfortunate was the fact that the guy was fantastically huge and looked horribly pissed. We wasted no time in making it for the nearest hiding spot, knowing the guy would be up after us any second. We got to the other side of the boat and did a quick Steve McQueen act over the rail and down to the lowest deck. Then we ducked into the bathroom and into the last toilet stall, locking the door and sweating our balls off. We hung on in there, reading the little penciled-in obscenities until the boat docked. After about 10 minutes, we sent Yogi out to see if the coast was clear. He came back and signaled us out, and we ran our asses off the boat through the terminal onto the nearest bus. We came to a nice park somewhere in the middle of the island and played ball with the local lames all day, taking on everyone, even guys as old as 16 or so. It was almost dark when we caught our ferry back to the city again, keeping a sharp lookout for our friend and vowing we'd never sniff that stuff on any ferry again. Some of 
greasy mess of water around the barrel. You'd get them in. And you don't know how long it takes for a Labrador to drown. You don't measure it in minutes.
Black Black Classic is the show you're listening to on the Mutiny Radio.fm coming to you directly live from the Not So Sunny Mission District in San Francisco, California. This show is uh, Epitaph for the 500 Club. God rest you. Good bar.
fucking ride up there all the way to the last stop on the line at 207th Street. It's like I was taking a trip to Albany or something, and I'm glad I brought along this sports magazine to break the boredom. So I'm reading this piece on how Bill Russell is going to eat up Wilter Stilton all is well until I reach 125th Street and onto the train stumbles this old Irish drunk and he sits right next to me, smelling like a brewery and laying his gibberish sob driver on me. It never fails. Like, I hate these old peckers, but I think they search through trains looking for me, you know? Because in a half-filled car, they'll always pass up anyone else and come right over to me, either cursing, insane, bumming coin, or worst of all, the old sob routine. The trouble with me is I never had the nerve to tell them to fuck off or go find another seat myself. So what happens is that after about two stops or so later, I'm really involved with the dumb story the dude is laying on me, though I can't understand half of what he's saying. And I, I even start rapping back like, yeah, yeah, I, I, know, I know just what you mean. The same thing happened to a man I knew, and, and he became a drunk from it, and blah, 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 etc. You know, taking the dude really serious as if he were making sense. This particular guy today took the cake he kept leaning all over me with his drooling mug, telling me how he killed his wife by accident by dropping a big mirror on her head as they were putting it up together or some shit like that. And every 10 seconds, sticking a bottle of Twister in my face, asking me to take a drink. So anyway, as usual, the transit cop comes along at 181st Street, kicks the guy off the train, gives me this pathetic sad wave goodbye as the train was pulling out like he was thinking, who's gonna listen to me now? And I felt blank and sad, like always after that happens.
A cold shower helps. So does the thought of lunch. Pro football players eat well but wisely. Lunch is a refreshing meal and light. No one wants to eat too much because there's still another practice on the day's schedule. Usually lunch starts with hot soup and a cool salad of lettuce and tomatoes. But there's no spicy dressing for the salad. It's too hard to digest. Next come cold cuts like ham and roast beef, assorted cheeses, tuna fish and bread and rolls. Players can drink fruit juices, lemonade, iced tea or even hot coffee. No milk at lunch though. A pro training camp is like a football school. Players spend more time in classrooms than they do on the practice field. The rookie who fails to do his homework with a team playbook soon falls behind the rest of his teammates. The playbook contains hundreds of plays and formations. It is also a guide for training camp rules. It gives the schedule for meals, the time of meetings and other helpful information. Rookies often study their playbooks in their dormitory room after lunch. The playbook is never far from their reach. There is time after lunch for other things too, like writing letters home, or reading a book, or maybe a friendly game of cards. Players also use this period to take short naps before the start of afternoon practice. By 2.30 in the afternoon, most of them are on their way to the gym to get their ankles taped and to suit up for another long practice.